Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, the actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path. Episode 50! Episode 50! Dun, dun. Where we get to figure out our cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> Don't we? Isn't that always the start of every episode? How do we? How do we yeah, resolve but sometimes like we have an idea of what's going to happen, but this one was definitely like, and next week, it's Aww. unexpected Serious lion, unexpected lady. lion. Yeah, unexpected lion. That should be our catchphrase. Better not be no. a lion, lion. No one expects <laughs> the Osirian Talk- lion. No one expects talking lions. No, the albino I mean, talking speaking. lion. Was it albino? I, it, it was white. white. It's white. white. So. So, yeah, this is our 50th episode. Well, you know, in addition, we've done all the after-party episodes. Yeah, but those but, aren't episodes. Yeah. yeah. So, 50 episodes in. And we're going to talk about this a little bit with the upcoming after-party. But before we even get into that, I'm going to put everyone here on the spot. Oh, God. Okay. Jessica, oh, favorite moment? Uh, the spa day with Citra. Oh, Citra spa day. <laughs> all yeah, right. Ready for the date. Jordan? Uh, yeah. What do you Ooh. think? Uh, favorite... Did your eye ripped out? No. Definitely, <laughs> definitely the lowest point. Lowest point. I'm not sure it's like everybody's favorite, but it's the lowest point for me. Um, no, I'm going to go with uh, Onuris's fever dream when oh. they had the Plague of Madness. Onuris's fever liked, dream? I liked that what episode a lot. What was that lady's lot. name? Like a, there was a bee lady in that. Basra? Bara? Basra? Bahisi. Bahiti? Bahiti. Yeah, but uh, that, was probably my fa- that was probably my favorite episode. All right. Rachel? Probably like the date night thing where I figured out that Sudi was following, following me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the, so <laughs> the, when we kissed the statue, that was pretty funny. Oh, uh, the statue was pretty uh, good, yeah. though. So those are two separate episodes, though. Yeah. 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 So date night. All right, Heather. Oh, Jordan took mine because I really like that episode, too. <laughs> you can both say that that's your favorite Awkward tea that time that's your my favorite dad thing, was good, yeah. too. I like that. That was weird. Yeah. So that's yeah. your favorite, Heather? Yeah, I liked that episode. That episode was fun. All right. Boys night out. So that was, that was what, 18, I think? Nin- 18 or 19. Yeah, it's been, it's yeah. been a while. So, So, yeah, we've had some fun experiences along the way, and we're going to have a fun episode prepared for all of you today. So I guess we'll just jump into that because we're not really one to beat around the bush. So when last we left our heroes, you had been out on the river, had a little uh, hippo run in, Mm -hmm. a classic story of heroes fighting hippos in a river. By punching them. I gotta say, that's one of the things that I love about Osirian is I actually get to throw a hippo at somebody. And it it makes sense. (laughs) It's just, this is your tromping through the frozen wilderness of the land of the Norm Kings and then sudden hippo attack. (laughs) Winter hippo. It's kind of like how thylacines seem to be everywhere in Galarian. Thylwetta? Thylacines, the Tasmanian tigers. Uh Oh, okay. Yeah, they're like, you run into them in like the river kingdoms, but for some reason they're both in Avistan and Garoon, and I just don't understand We ran into those at one of the adventure paths, and I kept one. Was that? Numeria. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, you guys had a quick hippo fight. I got to brush off aquatic combat rules, which is always fun. Oh, man. Yeah, Onyris just cheated his way out of that. (laughs) Freaking magic. Citra was kind of out of that entire fight. She yeah, just took a beating I, in that first round, and there I was just nothing for it. Scrambled for sure and tried not to die. Yeah. You know, and, and then the hippo survived, so everyone's happy. And literally nobody died. Yeah, yeah. literally yeah. nobody yeah. died. Also, the hippo can't come back as an undead hippo, which is cool. Yeah, that would not have been good. So you guys had made your way into Ubet's Folly, the ancient dwarven fortress, or well, ancient fortress that the dwarves then retrofitted to look like a sphinx that you believe has the secret passage that you need to make your way into the necropolis. But a talking white lioness stopped us. A white lion had stepped forward, had addressed all of you, had informed you that she was the guardian. Citra actually asked a very, I think, timely and insightful question of if she was the guardian of this place, of which she didn't actually specifically say. She She said, of many places. places. Of many places. Weird. 
So as we start, all of you stand in the courtyard at the center of Ubet's Folly. There before you is the massive white lioness whom I described as being approximately the size of a horse. She sits upon her haunches, although has flexed her claws. She starts Sirenscape. She starts out with Sirenscape. <laughs> she, she's a she's bard. She's like, wait, cue my music. <laughs> this is Sirenscape entertaining all of you for 50 episodes. There is a path forward for you. You wish to enter into the necropolis. Yes. I know the way. How do you know that we're going to go into the necropolis? I've been expecting you. Sense motive. Are you? Yeah. You may sense um, motive if you wish. I'm just totally blanking on his wow. name. Are you one of Tetmanip's friends? Tetmanip. I was not expecting anyone named Tetmanip. So no. I got an 11 to sense motive. I got a 16. 21 for me. With 11, no. That's an enigmatic cat spirit thing. Yeah. With a 16... Citrip, there's obviously more that's going on here than you understand. Yeah. Sudi, you notice something that probably makes you uncomfortable. She is looking at the party, but you oddly get the distinct impression that she's looking at you as she states that I've been expecting you. Mm. Does she write It's poetry? not plural, it's single. <gasps> oh, please don't be my stalker. Please don't be my stalker. <laughs> Yes, this horse-sized lion is creeping into your room at night <laughs> and <laughs> poetry. Oh, God. There are two ways to continue. Okay. She doesn't have to even glance so much as you just become aware at that point that she is blocking two different hallways which make their way deeper. I can show you the way. At what cost? The sky breathes against the mountains tall and makes their stony hearts to fall. Flame heats the mountain's broken domes and makes a window of their bones. What lies within the mountain's grave? I hate riddles. That's like me personally. <laughs> the party can then do one of those turn around like football huddles and <laughs> yeah. arms around each other. Does my does my Sphinx Riddler apply to this in any way if we get to roll for it? Uh, if you get Sphinx. to if you choose to roll for it, you can all discuss first. It is still a riddle. Diamonds? I mean my first thought is uh, tunnels? Lava? That's no, well, it's that, magma. The, the lava or magma or whatever is what like goes boom, right? It it, it goes through the bones or what have you so I, I don't think it's that otherwise the first part of it doesn't make any sense no it's magma because lava is the part that comes out Sudi's not smart enough for this caldera it could also be it could also be rubble so I was gonna say it sounds like a volcano well but think about it so if you have a if you have a, a volcano a volcanic explosion usually shoots up a lot of rubble like yeah. you'll have like ash and all that stuff and if, if uh, wind like were to erode enough stuff you could technically see like a cave in or like some kind of, you know, something like that where there'd be just rocks. But again, Sudi's not smart enough to make that insight. I also think that's too technical. Yeah. So what all of you can do <laughs> is your characters may make an intelligence roll for a hint. Yay. Sudi, okay. with your Sphinx Riddler, you'll get a bonus on this intelligence roll. I Boom. get a perfect what, 20. What is the Sphinx Riddler? Mm, let's see. You not have an intelligence modifier? Nope. And it's what is left? No, what is, what is in the... What lies within the mountain's grave? grave. Dwarves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh that's, the, that's the smart aleck answer right there. I really am not good at riddles. I just choose bad answers. I, yeah, I got an eight, weird. so I'm probably not getting any kind of hint. I got an 18. 
On yours gets a 19. So Sudi, probably never even seen a mountain, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Well, and you're also, you're still running off of this high of just getting out of that combat and then being super excited to be here, and your thoughts are just kind of scattered. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> so I will give one hint for each of the rest of you. Yeah, hints. Or Sudi. It seems to be discussing this as a, almost a progression of events. The sky breathes against the mountains tall, so the mountains were already there, and makes their stony hearts to fall. Erosion. Flame heats the mountain's broken domes, so the mountain's already broken, mm-hmm. and then makes a window of their bones. Glass. What lies within the mountain's grave? What is left when the mountain is gone? Hills. Which, well, <laughs> it goes back to rubble. Or so. sand, or dust, or... The ground? Yeah. Depends on how far you want to take it. Glass comes from sand. Well, yeah, what's yeah. left is sand, or... The window, I think, is remaking, just saying it's a, there's a hole or something you can yeah. see through. I don't think it's talking about like a literal, literal glass. window yeah. glass. It is. It is. So, like, I mean, could theoretically be glass, then, because, like, when lightning strikes sand. But then that's but... already described as a thing that exists. That wouldn't be what's left. That's weird. Also, I don't know if we would know how glass is actually made, but... Yeah, glass making is a huge thing in Osiris. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, you know, it's sand. outside sand. Sand. It gets everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um... All right, so what what is our uh, conclusion? Anybody got the guess? Glass. I mean... I'm still going with glass. Yeah. I think glass is the best option. I have no idea. Mm, so glass, we got... I don't know if enough about geology for this to... <laughs> it's not going to be the rock cycle, because the rock cycle doesn't do that. That's yeah, not how it works. No. I, don't think it, I don't think it's going that high level. <laughs> I took a geology class in college. That's not what the next step is. There's no, no. window involved. <laughs> uh, all right, I'm still going with glass. So hmm. is it glass? Is that your answer? Yes. Follow me. And she takes us to the trap room. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the corridor of ultimate death. Yep. Well, fighting a giant lion is probably easier than answering a riddle for me. So <laughs> oh, that's, that's brutal. Uh, all right. We, we follow. The lion Warily. turns. Warily. And stalks her way into the darkened corridor. Following, making your way into the corridor. On yours, I suppose, whispering off a light spell. Citra speaking, K-Hound, if you so wish, to activate the... Uh, oh, my Ayun Stone, yeah. Not Ayun Stone. Uh, uh, Wayfinder. Wayfinder. Spiffy. Sudi feasibly pulling an ever-burning torch if he wants yeah, to, if boy. you guys want tons of light. You follow the lion. Uh, more accurately, you follow the, the impression of the lion. You never get close enough to actually bring her into the bright light. You can always just see the movement at the furthest edge of the shadowy recesses of this hall. The lion stalks her way forward, and for the rest of you, it's almost you almost have to crouch a little bit to follow. These hallways were not built for people your size. Nope. Made for dwarves. You find a set of steps and descend down. You hope that this is a good sign. The stairs deliver you into a long passage again, which makes its way forward. A number of branching paths make their way off from here. Stone sepulchers mark the surrounding walls. Repositories for the dead. Maybe they're far enough underground, maybe you're far enough removed, although you're not that you're not that far from the pulse. But this place still seems to be you guess sanctified. In the center of the room is another large statue of Osiris. There's still a sense here, almost this pervading There's still holiness to this place. A sanctity that you think may be keeping the dead at rest. 
The lion circles around the back of the statue. The lion looks out over all of you. This is a sanctuary of the dead. I knew people once like these dwarves. A great people that are gone now from this world. They were noble in their pursuits and ennobly cut down. They have no weight, no shape, no size, yet all well know when they arise. Though wordless, tuneless, tongueless too, they sing a song of pain full true. What are they? Oh boy. We return to the huddle. Ezra glances up from the center of the huddle. <laughs> we need a rousing speech. <laughs> Ezra's become a calico cat. Um, the answer to all of these are meow. <laughs> uh, Screams. My first thought would be no, it's it's soundless, toneless. Um, would be like no. air. Never said soundless. Not soundless. Oh, I guess it said wordless, tuneless, and tongueless. I mean, my first uh, impression wind. would be air or wind. Or a geyser. No, geyser. geysers have weight. Water has a weight. Steam doesn't. But I don't think that carries pain. Oh, actually, it might if it's hot. Hot steam. Yeah, Could burn you. Doesn't feel right. Yeah. Wind, I think, would be the most apt. But, but... not necessarily pain unless it's like a, a strong wind. Scream? Yes, but when it's very windy outside, it sounds like screaming. Mm. A gale force wind. Maybe. <sighs> it's hit time. Get a plus bonus for your five. Sphinx Riddler. Uh, so Sudi gets a 16. 13. 21. Cool. Citra, no. Sagira, I'm afraid not either. It specifically states that it is something intangible. Mm -hmm. That there's no weight, no shape, no size. Yet everyone is aware of it when they arise. They are wordless, tuneless, and tongueless, but they sing a song of pain. Huh. Scream. I mean, you could make the argument of a soul. No one's yeah. aware when that arises. <laughs> I don't know. Um, when the banshee comes forth from the moors, we well, all no, know. I meant I I your own soul. Your own soul is intangible, and it's what makes you aware of pain. But your soul know. itself it has no voice. It doesn't sing a song so, of pain. I don't know. Because when you touch something hot and you don't mean to, you scream without even thinking about it. And everybody plural. knows exactly what that means. They is plural. Mm. What when I say when they arise? They is a plural word, meaning this is a plural thing, unless it's genderless. Yeah. Which I guess so, but <laughs> it seems like it would be multiple things. Yeah, otherwise you'd use it. Um, the part with the scream is, well, I guess screams are tongueless because you don't actually use your tongue to scream. I mean, scream. it's a sound. It doesn't have. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and tongueless can be a reference to language. Yeah. Yeah. But it's a sound that. It, it doesn't need language. It's not language. language dependent to use the, uh, you know, scream. game terminology. Screams that are universal. <laughs> mm, true. So scream. All right. Screams. Follow me. The feline turns and makes her way deeper into the catacombs. You navigate past a variety of different passages. The dwarves here seem to have started digging in all sorts of directions, which kind of confirms the stories that you'd heard, mm -hmm. that they were searching, searching deeply for something. You're brought far underground, to the point now that all of you have become very cognizantly aware of how much stone is over your heads. Sagira, you've been down in crypts and tombs 
Akintepe's, for instance, was actually relatively deep. Sudi, you'd rarely gone underground, never with really much need to. Sentry, you spent most of your time on the surface. Even when you went and helped your parents with restorations, it was very rarely in crypts that were more than one level deep. And on Eurus, with your connection to Horus, the sky being as important as it is, this is oppressively far underground. There's just this weight and this bizarre, stifling silence as your feet scrape across the stone, as you follow along the trail of this almost lambent ghost of a lion that leads you ahead. She takes you into a room. The worked stone has somewhat disappeared. The stone here is still worked, but it is not polished. It is not pristine as the walls of the crypts and sarcophagus would be. This one seems to have been excavated and reinforced and then left here. A single tunnel exits this room. The lion stops in the center of the room and sits and stares at all of you as you enter. I have a final question. But... This passage will take you to your destination. You do not need me to assist you further, although it may take you some time to reach where you're going. Why? The tunnels beyond this are labyrinthine, and I have other matters that must be attended to. However, I have a final question. And if you answer it, you will have the answers. Sudi, in all of these cases, and again, the rest of the group doesn't necessarily get this, you feel like this is a singular you. You will have answers. Do you wish to answer my question? Yes, we do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you don't know that I... That's just for me. Four awes have I for punching through. Four knives have I for cutting true. Ten friends above and ten below to grind up pieces of my foe. What am I? But I will immediately allow anyone that has knowledge nature to roll. Sagira and Sudi will both get a plus. Uh, Sudi can no. actually. Sudi, you can go ahead and make an intelligence roll. Both Sudi and Sagira get a plus four bonus on this. Uh, I get a seventeen. Twenty-two. I think Sagira would probably have kind of an epiphany with this one. This is actually the only one that you can make a knowledge check and just get. Yay! With Sudi, it would almost be comedic, because you kind of stop, kind of, kind of poke up or Oz and feel like your front teeth four knives and feel like your canines and your sharp carnassal teeth and then feel the five teeth that you have along both sides on the top and bottom at the same time that Sagira looks down towards Isra, it's cat teeth eh? you then also realize that it's a pun as she is literally a lion so what was the answer we're doing? you should probably face your it, mic that's why I a, turned away from the mic so we can't actually um, it is a feline a feline like a cat and I smile like really (laughs) (laughs) that is true a cat like you but not like me a cat like who then you like you well who do you do (laughs) (laughs) the creature 
stretches and shifts. Ooh. Uh-oh. A pair of wide wings stretch forth from her back. Do we her take fur... a picture of this weird face you're making right now? <laughs> I'm so excited, everyone. Her fur bleeds to a tawny gold. Her head shifts back to that of a beautiful woman with a long mane of black hair, which falls down, cut finely across the front and then drapes around the side in a traditional Egyptian style. A pectoral across her chest provides a degree of modesty, the rest of her leonine body, as the woman steps back and stares at you with golden flamed eyes. Not literally on fire, but bright eyes. <laughs> on Eurus, you recognize her. The what? what? Basha Washa. Basha Washa. I don't know her name. Is it Teddy Sura? Do you wish to address her? Or? Yeah, on Eurus, so it's smirk. What are you doing here? With the Pokemon? <laughs> what are you doing here? This is far from your home. Wait, do you know this Sphinx? You've been holding you out on Sudi. I have traveled far, but not to see you, little pharaoh. What? Little, little pharaoh. pharaoh? This is Teddy Sura. And she's my mentor. Sudi switches into Sphinx. It's a pleasure to meet you, noble Sphinx. Everyone stares at Sudi. It is a pleasure to converse in my own tongue. Although I believe, unless you've forgotten your lessons. Of course not. Onyura says in Sphinx. What? <laughs> I look at, or Sigura looks at Citra and goes, Sphinx. the beginning of the campaign. <laughs> you have really been holding out on Sudi. <laughs> <laughs> we could have been Sphinx riddling each other all day. <laughs> <laughs> she's very secretive. I didn't think she would appreciate it. Well, she's not the only one that's very secretive. The woman sits back on her haunches. As the pectoral falls, you realize that this itself is in a shape of a falcon. Like her own holy symbol. Yeah, oh, she's sweet. A cleric, a horror, she's a druid, actually. Oh, what? So cool. The sphinx looks over the party. I am Tedasura, the guardian of the parched dunes. Ah, yes, this makes sense. Why did the parched dunes need a guardian? There are many places ancient. In a time long before this, I served at the behest of the pharaohs. Which one? Oh, do you know about the forgotten one? Yeah, haha, such the nature, right? Hakotep. My people are functionally immortal. I served many great pharaohs. I was not alone in my guardianship. Who are you with? She glances towards Onuris for a moment. My time with you was short, in the long scheme of your life. Yes. There were others. She trails her claws along through the sand, almost as if dragging them back and forth and making an almost wavy-like expanse of desert or dunes. I was born into the wastes. But not alone. My mother and father cared for me. We protected the ancient places, those of greatest secrets. Eventually came those that did not respect the old ways, the ways of the Sphinx. They would rather fight than think, and responded to our questions with violence. And then eventually, I was alone. Others came then. The children of Sekhmet. The Lady of Slaughter. 
She and her children respected the old ways, the ancient places. They were the eyes of Ra. Any of those of you who have knowledge of religion? Nope. I have Yes, that. I do. Uh, 21 for Sudi. And on yours gets a 28. All of you have heard the term Eye of Ra. The Eye of Horus is, of course, the famed Eye of Horus, a symbol of protection and such. The Eye of Ra is a title. The sun itself is the Eye of Ra. Mm-hmm. Eye of Ra was also a title and oftentimes a symbol in hieroglyphs that would be given to one of Ra's four daughters. Hathor, Bestet, Ma'at, or Sekhmet. In each of those cases, that title was given to that individual goddess when she was in a protective form. Effectively, when she was marching to war, protecting Ra and the natural order of the world. Any of those of you wish to make me a knowledge history? I have that. Nope. Nope. Uh, Sudi gets a 23. On yours gets a 18. On yours, you don't know much pertaining towards... You think the title was probably used by mortals as well? Sudi, from your time in the temple, you know that the Eyes of Ra were in reference to group dedicated to the protection of the ancient and sacred sites. To your understanding, they died out thousands of years ago during the Interim. The children of Sekhmet settled in my land. They were protectors of their own ancient site. Amongst their number were the Eyes of Ra, once numerous over the centuries and millennia reduced. She would place her paw down onto the sands as if making a, a mark, a single paw print amongst the sand dunes, like a site or location. There in their ancient temple, they journeyed forth to protect the parched dunes, and I was allowed to oversee my charge, a site of great importance. Then came the explorers, Men from distant lands, and men from here, given to greed, seeking the ancient places that they were not meant to delve into. Some eighteen summers passed. They made their way into the dunes, searching. They came across the eyes of Ra, and the eyes of Ra asked them to turn back. But they refused. A battle was joined and their numbers were decimated. In the end, neither side truly won. There were survivors but few. Those of the expedition that lived fled back into the desert. Wait, was this your mom's expedition? Of the eyes of Ra, of the children of Sekhmet, there was one survivor, a woman. She found me, came to me, and I sheltered her. Not quite a year later, she gave birth to a single child. Baby Sudi. This child, this boy, was like his mother, a child of Sekhmet, granted the fury and strength of the lion. His fur stained black in mourning for his lost family. Sudi's mouth just kind of like starts hanging open. The mother died. My magic could not save her. Mm. I took the child in my paws. 
and carried him forth into the desert. I am a guardian, not a caretaker. I knew where a single man was, in an oasis in the desert. I had watched him for the better part of a year. This man was a priest. He had banished himself in atonement of his sins for killing the family of the infant I now carried. Oh, that took me a sec, but oh. Uh, <laughs> I gave him the child, the last eye of Ra. He went to the lands of men to raise the child as his own. I gave a single stone that belonged to his grandfather and marked him as the living monoliths, eternal protectors of the ancient sites. So he like digs around in his chest, like where his holy symbol is, and like <laughs> next to it, start pulling out the stone he's had with him for his entire life. And now, here you are. Wow, that's you. <laughs> are you okay? I'm, I'm, I'm shocked. I'm, I don't even know where to begin. Really, living monoliths in the eyes of Ra if they're extinct then what am I? The last You are of the Sekmeti the children of Sekhmet you have two paths ahead of you you may continue as you are or you may take up your grandfather's mantle I know the ritual to start you on this path What do I have to do? If you wish, I may join the stone to you. Join the stone? The stone can serve as a receptacle for an element of one's soul, his ib or his ka. By infusing it in such, you will gain the powers of the stone. And in essence, eventually, you may take your place alongside me, immortal, bound to defend this land for all of time. Does that mean you have to go to the Barchetons? Eventually. This is not a task to be taken lightly, Sudi. Oh, and you just made up with your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you may pursue the defense of this land as you most see fit. Oh, oh okay. You may continue to stay here as Sudi Kantar. But eventually you must become Mahis, your mother's son. He who walks beside her. I... I feel the pull here. The pull of fate. Pharasma. And I feel like this is where I am meant to be. Right now. Right here. I will defend this land and its people and its traditions for the rest of my days. I am meant to do this. And I think I've always been meant to be here. Tell me what I must do. These women, are they your friends? They are. Then they may bear witness. So dramatic. Witness me. <laughs> witness me! <laughs> I, live, I, die, I live again. I Shiny and chrome. Shiny and chrome. <laughs> the Sphinx turns towards Onuris. My student. 
Yes. Perhaps has surpassed me in some ways. I doubt that. Will you aid me? Of course. Sudi, give to him the stone. Sudi, like, slowly takes it off of his neck, glances at it, and gives it over to her. <laughs> him. Him, sorry. On yours, but take it. It is a fine, small sandstone. A stone shaped like a small scarab, with tiny flecks of metal and gemstone to cause its wings to seem like a lambent green. Turning it over is blank on the back. Inscribe the name his mother gave him at birth. Mahis, upon the stone. Sudi, that is your true name. The secret that you now share with all of these. It is your spirit, your greatest strength, and perhaps your undoing. Undoing? There is power in names. Remember this. Mm. Lay upon the earth. Sudi, like, lays down in the sand. Isra, get off him. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Light as a feather, stiff as a board. Sorry. <laughs> do you have holy water? Yes. I believe you said their names were Sagira and Citra, yes? Mm-hmm. Yep. If you will anoint his feet and hands, we will begin. Okie dokie. How do we do that? I think we put water on them. Like- on your would hand you each a vial of holy water and then inscribe Sudi's real name on the stone. Okay. Do we um, just like sprinkle it? Or we sprinkle we, the like, water in the various areas. It's kind of like a washing feet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you like wash my feet mm-hmm. and hands. Hurry wash my feet. <laughs> <laughs> she begins to pace around you, telling of a great story of how the ancient sphinxes endowed the first of the living monoliths with their powers, raising statues to semblances of life. However, now they do it in reverse, taking a fragment of those original statues transformed into stones and imbuing the living with the semblance of stone, granting those mortals willing to take on the mantle of immortal warriors through ritual and devotion and imbuing themselves with the patience and strength of eternal stone. You all watch as she enchants and intones, lifts up prayers to all of the gods. To Osiris, to Isis, to Hathor, to Bast, to Sekhmet, to Set, to Toth, each in turn. Finally, she stops. She turns down towards Sudi. Life, prosperity, and health. You know instinctively that you need to return this to her. Life, prosperity, and health. Do you swear upon your true name to serve the gods? I do. Do you swear upon your true name to protect the pharaohs? I do. Onurus, place the stone upon his head. Onurus would do so. Sudi, I am sorry. You feel a searing pain. I was going to say, it still hurt. <laughs> mm-hmm. As the stone embeds itself into your forehead. Lightning streaks across your one, the vision in your one good eye as pain sears into you. After a moment, you feel something. You feel oddly lighter. The stone becomes warm on your head. The pain ceases. And you feel your call seemingly flowing through you to infuse it. For a moment, almost as you look around, you can see everyone around you in this lambent glow. Both of them and the shadowy spirits that inhabit them. Onurus is bright and golden. Citra is pure and green. Segura is red and fiery. And the simple white light of the Sphinx before you. Tetasura nods as the ritual concludes. The house of your mother and father, of your people, 
still stands in the desert. Perhaps one day you will permit me to take you there. I would like that very much. Little Pharaoh. Yes. I did not expect to see you here. I told you I was going to keep searching when I left. Searching for what? Later. <laughs> we might not have later. We could die in there. It's true. You see what I have to deal with. But he hasn't left us yet. You're perhaps on your correct course. Your father would be proud. Thank you. I will leave you now. I must continue my hunt. Your hunt? For what? I have misled you. Oh, did we get the riddles wrong? I know of this forgotten pharaoh. Mm -hmm. For his servants plague my lands. I felt even from the distant deserts the pull here and came. But now that I know that the eyes of Horus and Ra are here, I will return my gaze to the open sands. It was nice to see you again. I don't believe it will be the last time that I see all of you. Good. I hope not. I wish you well in the battles to come. Protect your cause. Okay. She strides her way past all of you. Slipping into the passage from which she led you down. Revealing beyond her a simple passage leading deeper. How's your head? Oh, I'm first looking, Sudi. <laughs> I am so fine, guys, you don't even know. Sekira, we bet the Sphinx. Mm -hmm. And I'm apparently the last son of a dead bunch of people who defended the ruins. It's about right, honestly. The Sekmeti. I have a, a home. And we're going to go see it, probably, if we don't die in three days. Are, are, you, are you okay with the revelation about your Papa? dad? Uh, I don't know what to make of that. That's... Uh, he atoned and stuff, right? I mean, he tried he, to do right by you from what you've told us. He never did any wrong to me. So I never knew him as he was, only as he became. I I don't really know what to feel, but I think that he loved me. He I, cared for me. Then I think that is enough. He definitely kept a few things from me. Eh, well. But... Teddy Sarah wouldn't have given you to him if she didn't trust him. Yes. I feel... I don't know. I wouldn't say complete, but... But you have a course now. There's a purpose. There's more of a purpose than just what we're doing right now, just saving the city for me. There's so much more out there. And you have a house! <laughs> it's probably covered house. in sand. We may have to dig. We'll bring a shovel. Doesn't I, matter. I do have one. <laughs> it doesn't matter. There's a home. It doesn't matter what state it's in. There's actually something there. Something of my family before my father was... <laughs> a time before that there's there's so much to do are you going to convert to Sekhmet? it doesn't really feel right I mean you're defending all of the gods though mm -hmm. it's true and I, what they're saying about the children of Sekhmet is it's probably in reference to being a catfolk yeah. oh, not necessarily a follower of that oh, okay. yes 
I think you can respect both gods. Phrasma did her duty in protecting you up to this point. So... And clearly she intended me to be here or it wouldn't have happened. <laughs> so there you go. So I'm going to just continue with that. We met the Sphinx. I'm pretty good right now, everyone. <laughs> we met a Sphinx that Onuris already knew. Yes. <laughs> what? She is very secretive, and her duty is a sacred one. I I'm not, she's not a secret anymore. Okay, but wait a minute. I, When I first met you, when we were first getting together to go mm. into the necropolis, I said I wanted to go to Ubet's Folly and meet the Sphinx, and you said nothing. You didn't say, oh, let me send a message. I could totally get you an audience with the Sphinx. She lives in the desert, performing a sacred duty to the gods. You could have at least She's told not met one. there for you to go and pester. But she knew everything. I didn't know that. Oh. And trust me, if I had sent her to you and she wasn't, and you hadn't been someone she knew, the result would not have been pretty. Her rage is infinite. Oh. Still could have told him you'd met one before. It would have been nice. Regardless, I'm good. I'm okay. very good. Sigura pokes you to see if, like, if you're different. <laughs> it's still flesh and bone. I feel so. like you tap his little stone. Yeah, I tap a little stone. <laughs> stone, stone. On yours, I suppose you kind of watch them poking mm-hmm. Sudi. You know beyond what they know how dire things might be. Yeah, she left. Tedesura yeah. has come yeah. here. Considering you know her power. Mm-hmm. This isn't good. Sigura, I'm sure this occurs to you. Your pack almost feels to weigh a little heavier. Like, as you literally? think that the timeline does line up. Mm-hmm. From your mother's expedition into the Parched Dunes. When she led the outsiders there. Mm-hmm. When she and her forces were decimated. The thought that she might have traveled there with Sudi's adopted father had never occurred to you or may have never occurred to her mm. as she seemed to believe that she and your father were the only survivors hmm. unless Sudi's adopted father was secretly a Suli and <laughs> that'd be weird yes. <coughs> what a twist wasn't he a dwarf what wasn't your adopted father a dwarf no he was human Oh, that's racist just because he drinks. <laughs> I think it's human. just in my head he was a surly dwarf. I don't know. No, he was a very amiable uh, priest of Caden, like just a human priest of Caden. Huh. Nathan Fillion was his deity. Could have been. Was he a Zulu? Oh, was he a Zulu? You guys could be uh, half siblings. Uh, well, not really. Adopted half siblings. Yeah. Adopted half siblings. Anyway, enough reminiscing. We have a city to save. Possibly a country. Probably the world. Maybe we should finish airing everything out first so that we don't have any more crazy secrets that are going to surprise us in a tomb. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm well, I'm good. I'm done. Well, you know all of my secrets. I don't have any left. You know secrets now. I didn't even know myself five minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> On your size. I'm going to get new business cards with the eye of Sekhmet. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's supposed to be secret. Shh. <laughs> Oh, that, that's right. I didn't put my true name on them and hand them out. No, no, you just, he's, I just, he just goes by Sudi Kantar. It's his Clark Kent. You know? yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. The, the other one is his Kal-El. Uh, he's pretty pumped. I think you know all my secrets. I can't think of any that you don't know. This entire thing about your mother 
Yeah, that you didn't tell reference. us everything about that. I thought I told everyone all this stuff. No, yeah. that you was never just, brought up yeah. in the story. <laughs> like, I think you and I know because we went You kept to, bringing up the parts dunes, but you never mentioned anything about an expedition. Or, yeah, you never yeah. told us anything. I just listened to that episode. The only, that's the only oh, reason. Oh, y'all weren't there when I read the letter with yeah. No, people. no, they weren't. Yeah. No. Oh, well, yeah, my mom was maybe in that same expedition with your adopted dad or something. And, like, everybody died except they didn't die. But she cheated on my father guy with another guy who was, like, Suli or something. Maybe a genie. I don't know. And then she came back home. And she was, like, a fortune teller or something. And some guy was looking for her. That's the guy, the golden guy with the, like... Bronze. Tattoo. So your mother was part of the expedition that killed Sudi's entire family. I mean, maybe. That's a huge leap. I have no idea. But... The timeline would technically line up. He just gave us a timeline that was pretty accurate. Hmm. He didn't give us a date. (laughs) Yeah, it's not like on this date, you know. I mean, maybe. Both children of the same tragedy. And y'all still managed to find each other. Look at that. It was meant to be. Thanks, Phrasma. (laughs) Well, I I think you all know mine. I used to go into tombs with my brother and he got mummy rot. Something appeared like a shadowy figure and took his soul and went off into the desert. A little creature. Like a creature. I don't really know what it was, but it like, was strange Like smoke? He was a shadowy smoke figure, so... Oh, um, like the shadow things that we fought? I don't know. Oh. It was a long time ago. Been trying to find a way to save his soul. Mm. wonder if you could raise him with enough powerful clerical magics. Yes, but don't you need the body for that? Yes, well, you would maybe. have to find someone and with his body, extreme power. Yes, yeah, his, like, his body disintegrated. And no. my my parents always used to scare us with stories that our family was cursed. My brother and I never really believed it until something took him. Oh, that's terrible. But that's why I wanted to go into the necropolis to see if I could find information about curses and, and save him. Well, we may get our chance. We're going to have free reign of the necropolis for the yeah, foreseeable future. We may not have the time, unfortunately. Yeah. I did find information that might back up the curse theory. Uh, apparently, the curse thing might actually have some weight to it. Uh, I guess my ancestor committed a crime against the pharaoh. They didn't say what exactly, but uh, it wasn't good. Which pharaoh? The Jared II. The Maybe he did something with, with oh. the homeboy. With That's why... Guy. That's why we found the records in the temple of Nethos mm-hmm. here. Can curses be hereditary, though? Yes. Uh, really? Ooh, that's powerful terrible. enough magic, you could curse an entire family. Wow. For generations. Forever. Wow. That's pretty harsh. That's very harsh, but yeah. wow. Jeez. That's what my parents always used to tell us. Be like, oh, the reason that we're down on our luck is because we're cursed. And we didn't really buy into it because everything was always up and down. It's a literal. Also, everyone says everything is a literal mommy's curse in Assyrian. Yeah. yeah. So I keep stubbing my toe. It's definitely because I'm cursed. <laughs> but yeah. So I was hoping to actually uh, go back to Tefu. I think they, the record of what he did might actually be there. Oh, that'd be cool. So, I mean, hmm. priorities. This is oh, obviously yeah. more important yes, right now. There's definitely more important things. We have to make sure there's a Tefu to go back to. Exactly. That's where my parents are right now, and I don't want this spreading there. Hmm. I imagine all of you are having this conversation while walking and talking down into the, the tunnels. Everyone looks at Onuris. I'm going to talk, and I would prefer no interruptions. He side glances at Citra. Sudi <laughs> just, just nods respectfully. Let me turn down the music. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Ever since I was a child, I could see things the way they used to be. I would see the ruined monuments and ask my mother why they didn't look right. That they were supposed to be shining and new, and why no one seemed to notice that they were different. I could speak and read ancient Assyriani better than I could speak and read normal Assyriani. And as I got older, my mother told me I was insane. That these were hallucinations, and she actually tried to cut me off from my studies, thinking it would lessen the problem. It didn't. It got worse. I never felt like I belonged. When I was 15, I started having dreams of the desert. And so I told my mother I was leaving, and she let me. Let's get the crazy one out of the family. And so I followed the dreams and the visions, and they led me to Teddy Sura. She recognized me. And when she called me Onuris, I knew that was my name. I stayed with her for five years out in the desert. She taught me of Horus and the old ways, and of who I was before. But there was only so much she could tell me, and I had no proof. Besides, as she said, she's nigh immortal. And she remembered me from so many millennia ago. But I had to leave, so I went to Tefu to try to find more information about myself and my family at the library there, I haven't been able to find much. And when they opened the tombs here, I came to see if I could find more, considering I was from the city the first time. And, well, this time too, I suppose. So, Onuris was a pharaoh? To Jared the Third. Oh. Hmm. So you're like a reincarnation? I think so. In the dreams that I had when I was infected with the plague, I saw a vision of Horus and he told me that I should not be alive. Returning from the realm of Osiris is unnatural, to say the least. Round upon. Should be forbidden, just like it would be for Phorasma. Something or someone pulled me back, and I should not be here. Well, also, you were reborn instead of being, like, resurrected. It's something I can't explain. Hmm. And I have a feeling even now, the woman who is my mother, even though I don't... When I think of my mother, it's not... I cannot remember her name all of a sudden. What is her name? I've blotted her name for my very memory. <laughs> <laughs> I picture my mother... Demej is not who I see in my mind's eye. I, Azizi Mothray was never meant to exist. Hmm. And if I told her any of this now, she would insist that I was insane. She told Sudi as much. She did. Do you think she did something nefarious? I don't think so. Well, I also didn't believe her. The fact of the matter is, is that if you were crazy... There'd be some type of instability. You'd be doing something weird or out of character or something, but you're you. If we hadn't just met Teddy Sura, I would not be telling you any of this. Well, that's pretty on brand. <laughs> if I had told you this without meeting a sphinx who corroborated the story beforehand, would you think that any of this was real? No. 
I don't know. I've seen some I mean, pretty maybe. weird things. I mean, I just get this put stuff. in my head. To yes, get but if you stone. hadn't, I'm a one-eyed, six-foot-tall talking cat. <laughs> uh, actually, five foot four. I'm oh, actually yeah, that's right. You're short. Oh, you're so bitty. Short and stocky. <laughs> Potentially functionally immortal eventually. <laughs> eventually, I just need like ten more levels. And I realize how insane this story sounds. That's why I don't speak of it. Is it any more crazy than Segira and Dai's parents having? fought on opposite sides of a battle or of a brother lost to some type of evil creature. Curses and coincidence happen. Being resurrected after millennia is not something that's a common occurrence. So do you have all of your memories then from being a pharaoh? Vague snippets here and there. Mm. Mm. Well, maybe we should get you sick again because you saw things. (gasps) Yeah. I... Don't Clarity think of madness. that's a wise course of action. You know what? Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> also, don't think that's a good move. I mean, not right now, obviously. Regardless of why, the important thing is that the full of faith has brought us all together. Regardless of whether we need to believe you or not, you are who you are on yours. We're not going to judge that. Or at least I'm not. I don't know about the two of you. I mean, we're hunting What? Down. I knew him before you two did. What? What? Well, no, like, what? I knew him. We worked in the oh. library. Oh, oh. sure. I mean, we're hunting down a mask that brings the dead back to life over and over again. Um, I don't think that's the weirdest thing we've ever encountered. I, again, yeah. so many things have gone weird recently. I'm keeping an open mind on what's so possible and not possible anymore. Maybe your, your, your goddess Phrasma did all this on purpose so we would believe you. Ah, yeah. It's possible. Again, I believe it. It's still something I prefer prefer not to speak of. Well, we won't go around being like, and this is on Yoros. He thinks he's a pharaoh, and he's actually a reincarnated pharaoh. Nobody, nobody's going to say that. Additionally, we hate other people, so it's cool. <laughs> I, think I don't that's hate just you. other people. I just <laughs> think they're disrespectful <laughs> of my personal space. Disrespectful like of your personal that's space. That's one person. I know, but you know how many times people have been like, you're so pretty, and then like, rub my tail? Don't grab my tail. It's very rude. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Regardless, we have a labyrinth to uh, go through. Do we just like start wildly walking through this while we're talking? If the party wishes, one person may make a survival check. As many people as they would like can uh, aid another. I will attempt to aid because my survival is bad. Can you roll that untrained? Yes. On yours aids. I aid. I aid. Who's our core person? Uh, That's going to be the ranger. No, definitely not. We're underground. We're underground. Um, Everybody aid? Yep. Everybody aid. I get 23. You all have some time to discuss these matters of Segura's mother and her history. And of course, all of you are already aware of her possibly soul-stilling cousin. You're not entirely positive what's going on there. Yeah, there's something Uh, weird there. Sudi and the revelation of being from a long line of possibly semi-immortal catfolk battling across the desert to safeguard the ancient sites and the parched dunes. The soul survivor, the last. And the last Eye of Ra, I guess. The last Eye of Ra. It's a decent title. That's a pretty cool title. Um, Or Citra with her family's possibly curse going back through the aeons from possibly betraying Dejerdit the second or attempting to do something so horrific that it's beyond reason. Father. I was, I was, I was probably I was, the yeah. cover, let's be honest. I was I was gonna say it's one of those like did, did I just he, took the blame. Yeah, well I was like did did he succeed and that's why like on Eurus became Dejerdit the third. Like who knows? And on Eurus opening up about possibly being some sort of reincarnated pharaoh from over the centuries, maybe even the son of 
to Jared at the second. I mean, I think we'd kind of put it together, but we were like, oh my God, she's the forgotten Pharaoh. I know. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we definitely figured out that she's probably some type of a, or he's probably some type of a Pharaoh thing, but the, the who specifically he was. Yeah, that that's stuff. what we were yeah. trying to piece but together. It's real weird when we found <laughs> yeah, finish up after here, go over to Tefu and look up his history. It's like, ooh, I didn't know you built a Sphinx. A picture book about <laughs> Jared the third. No, she said she, or he said he didn't find anything in Tefu. Just then. not very much. There's not much information. To well, it's probably out. one of those like there's there's probably pharaohs throughout the time who've been. You this know, is like a he's long a footnote. It's time ago. Yeah, yeah like he, he didn't do anything that was like has stood the test of time enough to be remembered like especially well. Maybe who knows? Or maybe not in this area. Maybe it's more in Sothis. The tunnels down here spiral back and forth on themselves fairly regularly. However, you do still make good time. As you progress. That being said, it is slow going. Eventually, these tunnels reach what you feel are more disturbing tunnels. You enter into the dry veins. Mm. What were once the canals of the city. Here you eventually reach a large stone block. Cleverly weighted. Effectively curved on this side. You can only imagine probably flat opposite. With some force, you can grab onto the edge of this, and between the four of you, push it forward to the point that you can step past it. The stone and its counterweight swing back down, dropping back into place to the point that you would need superhuman strength to get beyond this blockage. The passage back behind you is marked with a large spiraled symbol of phrasma across the stone's front facade. The way is shut. Turning, you now find yourself in the dry veins as it was given over to Phrasma, an orchery with stones or with stone alcoves set into the surrounding walls filled with urns of those whose bodies could not be properly interned, and the walls and ceilings covered with a latisse work of bones, femurs, ribs, and skulls, disturbingly at times seem to shift like you're in the gullet of some form of massive skeletal beast. I guess we're just glad they're not a bunch of skeletons all like wiggling around. A couple of flying heads come. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you fought some headed before. You're we fine. did. Yeah. <laughs> we did all right there. Yep. I guess we'll carry, carry on. on warily. Weapons Swords drawn. Light. Light. Activated. Light had. Well, we've had that. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was going to say, we wouldn't have made it through the, uh, through the passageways without it. Sagira, you lead the way. With map in hand, you have a pretty good idea of where you're going. You're pretty good at doing the survival thing anyway. And you've navigated smugglers' tunnels on many occasions in the past. Yeah. Here is far more disturbing. I imagine you gripping the, the map in one hand and Natron's fang in the opposite Definitely. as you make your way. All of your weapons at the ready, all of you prepared. Thoughts about your new revelations. Eventually, you begin to approach... I believe the first site you're planning on going to in the dry veins, which is where one of the Elegac compasses should be. Yeah. Rounding the bend as you approach, you reach the room in question. However, things seem to have changed. A portion of the tunnel stonework here has collapsed, hmm. exposing the winding crypts beneath to the harsh sky above. Shella alcoves line each wall, stacked high with artfully arranged human bones and skulls, and in the center of this subterranean chamber, a jumble of bronze springs and copper plates lies in a tangled pile of fallen stone. Well, that one's broken. However, the slope nearby does provide easy access to the necropolis itself. 
I don't suppose that's fixable. Any of those of you who have knowledge of engineering may roll it. Oh, I do have a super I do not have that. I <laughs> uh, 15. All right. Glancing it over. Yeah, you're pretty sure this is beyond repair. That being said, I imagine you probably go, well, this isn't too bent. This isn't too bent. Collect a number of pieces and hope. Well, I mean, maybe if one of the other ones is only lightly damaged, you have a few replacement parts. We should make our way for the faded. I really hope the rest of these aren't underground. Uh, well, where's the next one? Well, I think, like Anira said, we should go for the faded first so that we can get them to a safe place. Mm. I guess. You well, don't want to make your viper friend all sad. Uh, it's funny, in the grand scheme of things, suddenly that feels like not a very big issue. It well, seems kind of small, but... Maybe uh, the boy didn't know what he was getting into. Oh, I'm sure he knew what he was getting into. I mean, if you're going to go grave robbing, it's kind of assumed you know what you're going to do. Again, well, most of know. us are raised in the city to know if you go into necropolis, you're going to die one yeah. way or another. He could have been just trying to please his dad. Maybe. I suppose we can at least ask him if he deserves that much chance to explain. Yeah, he may not like the Viper any more than you do. Oh, that's a positive spin on it. <laughs> he probably doesn't. Here's hoping. All of you can make a climb check to make your way out of the crypt here. I climb speed myself. Bro, it is a steep slope, so it's actually bad. only a DC of 12. But I should have taken 10, but I didn't, so I have a 9. I mean, on yours has to roll because Sudi's taking 10, he gets a 10, so... Yeah. Sudi's climb speed just means that you can choose to take 10, and you get the plus 8 racial bonus for having a natural climb yeah, speed. Yeah, so I mean, I get a 21 with that. Yeah, so, so yeah, I mean... Sudi got a 15. On yours got a 15 as well. Ezra gets an 18. Okay. On her, it flies. Sagira falls down because she stupidly rolled. Uh, yeah, you only take two points of damage from just scraping yourself up, sliding in the stone. To be fair, I, well, I don't think you're heavier than on Eurus, but Definitely you're one of the not. heavier people. You're also taking points, so afterwards you're kind of just like, hey guys, don't step there. <laughs> yeah, I don't have quite enough to get a 15 taking 10, but I do roll a 19 on the die, which is 23. Ascending up, reaching the top, you were underground for some hours. The sun is much further away to the west, much lower and beginning to paint the clouds and the skies. You're not entirely positive if you're going to be able to make it from one side of this necropolis to the other by nightfall. Mm -hmm. Well, if we have to, we'll find the faded, and if they're alive, they're holed up somewhere fairly secure. <laughs> Let's go to the center of the cool district. <laughs> well, yeah, whether we trust them or not is another question. I don't know if I'd feel comfortable resting near them. We'll set up a watch. Uh, regardless, we're going to have to find some. Unless you want to run around the city at night. No, no I do not. I do not so, think that yeah. would be wise. Your options at the moment are looking at your map. Because our plan was to stop at this compass, which is unfortunately broke. Yes. Go pick up the faded and then go to Tetmanib's. They're not dark stalkers. What are they? Dark folk. Dark folk friends. Yep. Alternatively, you are only about a quarter of a mile from another one of the elegant compasses. Yeah, but we don't know what kind of, if it's going to be secure. It could be just yeah. be in a building. Yeah. You know, at least we know if the faded are still alive, they have to be somewhere where it's been okay for them to sleep. Well, we're yeah, also assuming get... that they are alive, so. so. So gathering yourselves together, setting off, you make your way winding through the streets. At Segura, you take point. The sun shines down, paints long ways in deep shadows as you make your way through the streets. Now, knowing pretty much where you're going, I imagine you slid away your map, pulled out your kukri, keep these weapons in hand, comforted by the soft padding sound of Isra trotting alongside you. Sudi, you trail along, 
There's no pain from your forehead injury. Your eye still bothers you some in itches, but that's, of course, safely protected from the sand behind your new eye patch. You think you've done a lot of change to your appearance in the last 24 hours. Uh, yeah, no joke, right? <laughs> People won't be recognizing me. Yeah, your mind is heavy with both the, the thoughts on these new revelations about your own past, questions that you've had for the entirety of your life, and this new weight of this responsibility that you've assumed. Not the same cat folk that went into prison two years ago. Mm-hmm. On yours, I imagine you feel a little bit less burdened. It's the only time you've opened yourself up to someone other than Tedasura and had them believe you. Even if there may still be some skepticism on some of their parts, they generally seem to have faith. And you suppose your ability to directly channel the power of the gods probably helps some. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's almost... Tedasura was a mentor. You don't think you could have ever called her friend, but you suppose that also comes from an immortal being having to deal with non-immortal beings. It's hard to form those close attachments knowing that, by comparison, they will be gone in a blink. Citra, I imagine you follow, keeping your eyes on the surrounding streets, your weapons in hand, knowing that there were a lot of revelations, a lot of signs of Phrasma's hand, as Sudi would put it, directing and moving, although, to be perfectly honest, Sigira's mother making her way out there, well, that made sense for Sigira's mother at the time. Sudi being the last survivor, the Sphinx giving it over to a human, possibly the only human living in the desert at the time, him coming to the closest place that he could make a living. All of that makes a degree of sense. On Eurus being involved in this, that seems odd. But at the same time, you're going to guess Phrasma's moving things, and you wonder, you wonder if you haven't seen Phrasma's hand move your piece yet. The shadow of this curse, your thoughts of the family. And as you're thinking about this, you have a small revelation, probably something that you immediately keep yourself from saying, and you're not entirely positive how the group would react. And it's not necessarily even your secret to give, as it was given to you. Volto's father disappeared 18 years ago. In this desert. And we'll pick it up here next what? time. Oh. Lordy, lordy. Thank you for joining us for 50 episodes. Aww, yeah. And we Holy hope that you crap. will join us for another 50 episodes as they continue their exploration. And hopefully by episode 100, uh, they'll be done fighting their way through the necropolis. Yeah. <laughs> Cue the music. have a final question and if you answer it you will have the answers Sudi there's a plane <laughs> <laughs> go away plane we're recording